Hello and welcome to NSCA, The Bus Stop. This is the official podcast of the National School Transportation Association. I'm Kurt Mackison, Executive Director, here today with a previous guest, G.P. Singh, founder and CEO of Bike Curve. So, G.P., welcome back to NSTA The Bus Stop. Well, thank you, Kurt. I am really, truly excited to be back here. I feel like uh, now I'm like, I can call myself a prime or a regular member with uh, <laughs> some special special status on the on your podcast. Um, I'm Absolutely. Doing, Absolutely. saying something right here. So I appreciate uh, bringing me back here. So <laughs> Excellent, excellent. Um, so for people who maybe have missed, you know, our previous episodes, why don't you tell them a little bit about uh, Bike Curve? Okay, so just to reiterate about uh, what Bike Curve is, uh, it, it's a, people call it a command center, people call it a dashboard, people call it like an airline terminal. You can use any one of those words. It brings all the diverse various technologies together, whether be it a routing, whether be it a GPS on the bus or a tablet. It brings it all together and truly helps them dispatch dashboard, helps them to manage the daily operations like a driver swapping and the buses being late and breaking apart the route. And in order to top off that, it truly helps them to seamless management and execution and uh, uh, operationalize the driver timekeeping as well. It takes all those hours and it has, so uh, we have built this uh, complex algorithm, which has the ability to calculate all these various uh, permutations combinations for guarantees and overtime rules, it calculates all that, and we are we have set the ability to integrate with any payroll system. So, in all in all, it's a it's a centralized, fully integrated operating platform where you can manage your daily operations as well as ability to pay people. And you have a uh, interesting background. In student transportation, want to tell the listeners a little bit about that? Yes, so I do. Um, I actually um, about uh, uh, school transportation. I, I'm an engineer by education, and I did uh, work in the retail sector quite a bit with the um, Shield Holding and a few other companies. And uh, I had no idea the world of school bus exists. I, I was single that time, no children, and. Uh, I was uh, employed or recruited by a company, Laidlaw. Uh, that was about 20 years back. And that was, uh, they say that when you join the yellow bus business, you bleed yellow. And I actually totally, that has become true for me. And it's been 20 years down now. I have uh, been involved and uh, embedded in this industry. I can say that. Um, worked with different companies, worked with Laidlaw, worked with first students, worked with National Express, and uh, played different roles. I've been head of IT, I've been head of sales and marketing, I've been head of uh, fleet maintenance on the operations side. So played different roles, got to see the different aspects of the industry. And, um, and then uh, let's call it my midlife crisis. About uh, seven years back, I left my job and uh, started this company, Bite Curve. And the whole objective behind uh, 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 Bite Curve or launching our product was really fill that gap we had seen in the industry for longest time. We didn't want to reinvent the wheel. We didn't want to build another routing system. We didn't want to build another telematic. There are always already 
were so many good options in the market. We truly wanted to help the operations by building something which they can truly absolutely uh, leverage the investment they've already made into other technology platforms and uh, bring it all together so that uh, uh, they can reap the benefits of that rather than trying to go into four different systems, trying to get a single, simple answer like, where is my child? So that was the main purpose. And it's been a it's been a roller coaster ride. It's been a learning curve. Running a business is obviously a totally different ball game. But at the same time, yeah. it's equally exciting as well. And I mean, currently we we have a uh, we're processing payroll for about fifty thousand plus people in our system, and uh, there are more than forty thousand buses operating in our platform. So it does give me a great joy and a satisfaction that uh, the product we have created, we have been able to make a difference in this industry. That's great. That's fantastic. Um, you know, let's get into kind of the meat and potatoes of our discussion here. And that is, you know, at, we'll call it the back to school period. And if you're not in student transportation, a lot of folks don't realize this, but back to school can be anywhere from, you know, early to mid August to in the Northeast after Labor Day. So it, it runs a significant period of time over a month, six weeks, you know, at least. But in that back to school period, you know, we often see stories in the media um, regarding glitches that occur. And typically, um, you know, all of us who are in student transportation do take a look at that, you know, what has gone on. And we kind of try to, um, you know, from a distance, observe and understand what might have happened that caused whatever disruptions in the student transportation system and these disruptions always really do make, uh, you know, red meat for the media um, in terms of the um, you know, stories that come out. Um, this year, you know, a lot of interesting stories came out about, you know, routing and we often conflate topics, um, but they, some of this stuff revolves around the, the scary words, artificial intelligence or AI uh, that folks are getting inundated with in and outside of the student transportation system. But with respect to routing, um, GP, I mean, it is something that has the potential to be a real, you know, game changer for the industry, um, something that should be embraced. But there's also the other side of it if it's not implemented you know, properly. So what were, you know, some of your observations when you see things at the back to school period that uh, kind of center the discussion around routing and routing systems? No, that's a great uh, question. And uh, first of all, Kurt, back to school, I 100% agree with you. It's uh, it's um, a, a pretty nerve-wracking uh, period for all of us, and especially when our application model is being used at so many locations now, and and the driver shortages has truly, truly made this whole period a lot more scarier and and uh, at the same time adventurous as well, right? Uh, it, it's a for all operations uh, head of the operations, it's uh, they keep their fingers crossed. Will they find enough bodies to operate the routes or not? Well, that. Uh, 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 became to the advent of, okay, uh, how can be the, the immediately last two years since the COVID, 
with the driver shortages and having so much impact on the the route side of it or execution of routes everybody has moved into this uh, uh, motive of making the routes more efficient people have tried different things they've gone to three tier routes four tier routes all of those different permutations combinations are being tried out okay uh the um I think artificial intelligence is also being uh, uh, taken as a that that will be the big savior of of the transportation world uh, when it comes to routing, uh, and definitely it's a big uh, huge goal as well. Don't take me wrong, AI is here to stay. Already on daily basis without us even knowing about it. I mean, this is. and i don't think people have had the for how far this is going to go i mean i won't be surprised a year from now but uh to record this podcast obviously it's it's very hard to replicate your skills but you will not need gp sing on this podcast to talk uh, somebody will replicate my voice and ai will be giving all the answers whatever you're asking me here Okay, and that that might do a much much better than much better job than even I'm doing here. Okay, so, uh, so so the gravity is definitely I I don't think people have the appreciation for that. Now coming to the routing, I think it was tried by without naming names here uh, in couple of instances. It was tried by one or one routing player, you know, and it did not go well. And the reason was I don't think. I don't know the company their software or anything like that I've not I'm I'm not right. saying that I have a deep experience with that but at least being on the in the development side of it there was intentionally something wrong with the software or the logic they built I think the biggest piece into for the AI to work effectively is that all the ingredients have to be there for AI to make the right recommendations it's like uh mm-hmm. you are you are trying to build a uh, uh you're trying to cook a recipe and you don't put salt in it or you don't put you know uh a water in it and you expect the dish to come out exactly as you need it uh, no one no one uh, will be able to help you with that in order for that effective routing to happen you really need multiple pieces to come together right you need the the whole capacity planning side of it you need all the school bus uh, routing rules have to be taken into account which are typically built all the school bell times have to be properly taken into account all the stops and all students have to be accounted for once you set up all that data properly historical data also matters a lot see so far ai has been relying mostly on the historical data to recommend for you what you should be doing and if your historical data is also garbage that could be a big problem as well okay uh and uh, so all those components have to come together it transpired at uh, i would i i, uh, I am uh, referring to jefferson public schools here i without knowing all the details i think that's what transpired for some of the concerns and issues right um don't think you have seen this the only thing which has happened because of that incident is made people a little bit cautious but i don't think that train is going to stop 
because I don't believe this driver shortage problem is ever going to go away. It's going to stay in our industry for foreseeable period. And people have to continue to come up with more creative ways to do efficient routing. And there is only so far as a humans we can go to come up with the creative ways to do route better. I think people are going to learn some lessons from whatever happened. And I believe all the other routing companies are watching this whole situation very closely as well. And they are, they are all going to take into account these learnings and uh, might not happen in the coming year, but you will definitely see an impact of AI on the routing side in within two years time frame. Yeah, uh, boy, you know, a lot to unpack there, uh, GP. But, you know, the, the other thing, too, is I look at um, if we take uh, an issue like routing and we, you know, peel back the layers of it, you know, there's the outward facing a piece of that where we want to make the routes, you know, more effective and efficient for the students and, and the parents can follow along, um, you know, where their students are in in transit. Um, at a specific point in time. But then there are also, and this, this podcast is geared towards, you know, operators. So there's also ancillary benefits to routing systems that could help operators, you know, on things like predictive maintenance and driver behavior. Why don't we talk about that a, a little bit from the um, insider perspective? I think I think this industry probably everybody on the public sector has taken a focus on the on the routing side. I feel especially if you're a private operator when where you are very highly focused on the cost management and the reliability of the fleet is, um, is I I think there is a uh, low hanging fruit with both uh, the health of the vehicle and the safety of uh, of the employees and the buses. So. And, and that's where I believe you are going to need as much work compared to routing to for the effective use of AI. Uh, I'll give you an example. Today, I mean, in my uh, prior life, I would be watching like we would have uh, this uh, speeding data coming from the, uh, GPS. We would have the harsh braking data coming from GPS. We would have an on-time performance coming off the driver. Somebody will take all that data, put it into some uh, uh, analytics module where we would identify, okay, these are my top 10 drivers who are worst offenders for these parameters. Then somebody would take all that, take responsibility, okay, why that is happening? Is it a training issue or is it some performance issue or is it some other uh, management issue? Somebody will have to take analyze of that and then have that specific conversations or actions so you might see the result of all that data you're observing today, some effect of that in two, two months from today. That takes a lot of human work and time. And especially when all the local managers are more busy trying to just find enough drivers to get things done. So those are the pieces where AI can totally replace all the manual work. Uh, AI will take all these different data elements into account, the telematics data or the camera data or any of this. And these systems will be able to parse out. They will be, because AI is very smart now to look at, analyze the images as well as the words. They will be able to analyze all the video feeds coming from the camera systems and automatically identify 
the high risk um, uh, events for you like somebody was on the cell phone okay somebody was not wearing a seat belt those kind of things they will be able to identify and along with that take the speeding and idling uh, all that data and automatically schedule the training sessions for those drivers and ai will also check if the training has already happened and still there is no behavior improvement then pretty much send the record to the hr hey something has to be done about this guy because i don't think anything is working here okay so all of that work will be automatically handled by ai and take actions accordingly as well saving lot of manual interventions and work on the operator side and same thing on the on the vehicle side system the ai will enable them to automatically set the prevent pm schedules even the brakes have to be changed or the tires have to be changed all the required maintenance work which has to happen it will take into account all the fault codes coming from there the last pm uh, report the terrain the number of miles driven all of those parameters will be taken into account and the bus will automatically be scheduled to show up in the shop uh depending on when the need is so avoiding all that breakdown of the bus or lateness of the bus or any other major accidents because of brake failures or things like that so i definitely see that uh, i think these two areas are um, are uh, less uh, public facing uh we the the companies have a lot more data around them uh, which are coming from uh, different uh, technology systems which has been deployed and i see definitely these two areas to to produce some results because of ai within a year or so interesting interesting um and as always bp a lot of great information one final area i just want to touch on um quickly as time is running short but um at least with me and when we're having a discussion about ai one of the things that concerns me is you know breaching privacy data security um these issues because as we know in student transportation we're dealing with a lot of um proprietary information um what you know what are your thoughts about as we you know evolve into this new era um for the industry um how are we going to be able to ensure privacy and data security that's a great point kurt and i think those things these things are few of these things are going to be a bigger barrier for implementation of ai rather than technological barriers okay uh some of those come to my mind you're absolutely right data security and privacy could be a big thing right when you have all the data coming together now being produced by systems and being shared with other people it definitely will be a, a, a high on the uh, on the radar um other big thing could be unfair biases you know um ai is not going to like based on that you know it might be get uh, produce results for you which are uh, uh biased for certain age or uh, background or color or or sex of the person which are mm-hmm. typically against, against the law to discriminate against and uh, and the ai might produce some results which are which are unfair to those practices uh, you know this can also going to probably result in some uh, loss of jobs you 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 heard from me throughout this uh, last uh, 15 20 minutes is i kept talking about a lot of that manual work is going to be replaced by ai that uh, typically that comes to is okay 
while if somebody is doing looking at that data all day long that person is not going to have a, that job or some other job or to be retooled to do something else you know and one big thing is going to be uh, the the law has to keep up with it so right. if if there is a there is a law today that pre trip maintenance has to be done for 15 minutes every day right well maybe ai is going to come up with some answers or solutions where you don't need to do a you don't need to do the pre trip there will be sensors everywhere and it will automatically tell you where the issues are and that pre trip only needs to be 3 minutes now uh, all those changes even before it can be implemented obviously will require the law to be changed and the compliance and regulatory need to be changed as well so i believe um, are, there are barriers still for the for the mass adapt adaptation of ai especially in the school bus world but in my experience now for last 20 plus years cut uh, fortunately or unfortunately school bus industry has always followed the rest of the automotive industry mm-hmm. i think some of these some of these kinks uh with respect to these hurdles i talked about will be worked out by the other industry and and like everything else i think we will probably be adapting to those standards as the government and other regulatory industries put some put some parameters around it but it will be very very important i think otherwise uh, uh, otherwise we'll have some setbacks here and there with the adoption of technology and i don't want i i nobody wants this to fall behind by 3 years because of some hurdles uh, these will have to be overcome there are more questions at this point than answers that's why the horizon for ai influence the school bus world is 2 to 3 years not 2 to 3 months yeah Whew. lot to talk about um <laughs> our guest, <laughs> our guest at NSPA the bus stop this week VP Singh founder and CEO of Bike Curve VP if folks want to find out more about the company where can they go to find that information the best place to uh find information about our scheduling dispatch and timekeeping systems or any other uh, uh aspects of school bus industry you want to discuss is to reach out at www.bitecurve.com once again www.bitecurve.com my name is gp singh and and it's always a pleasure Kurt, to speak to you uh gp uh, listen it's our pleasure um i do follow uh you know things that you post on on linkedin and so i'm going to give a pl- plug there as well um always uh an informative discussion when we have you on the podcast so Thank you for taking a few minutes out of your schedule to be with us once again GP Singh founder and CEO of Bike Curve and GP I hope I see you in um Fort Myers in January for the midwinter meeting. Uh I would love to be out of um, out of here Chicago winters and be in Fort Myers. <laughs> <laughs> you don't you don't have to tell me that Kurt, so <laughs> Excellent. Thank you my friend.